Hey babe, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about decisions, specifically how to make great ones because I mean it's been on my mind lately and honestly sound decision making is necessary for living life productively and efficiently. I'm sure all of us have had experience being in decision making inertia. I know I definitely have so much, in fact, that there's been times when I'm literally annoyed with myself because I cannot come to a decision. I don't know if anyone can relate, but that is not a fun place to be in when you can see both sides of a situation. You just really don't know which way to go. So um, I started doing some research on how I can get better at being more decisive because the time I was spending being wishy-washy was just ridiculous. In my research, I found that there are some common misconceptions about making decisions and there's some general guidelines to follow when making any decision. So I'm going to start with the common misconceptions. So the first common misconception about decision making is you need as much information as possible. You don't. You don't need more information. You just need the right information. There were two social scientists, Jacob Getzels and Milhali. Okay, this last name is a doozy. It's Sigzint Mihaly. Oh, Sigzint Mihaly. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry, sir, for botching your last name. Anyway, um, these two social scientists were studying the subject of creativity. They were observing how two groups of artists went about organizing a group of objects and drawing a still life. One group approached it by trying to solve the problem, and the problem that they identified was, how can I produce a good drawing? The second group was trying to find the problem, which is totally different from solving the problem, and they posed the question, what good drawing can I produce? And what the panel of experts evaluating the outcome agreed on was that the problem finders were more creative than the problem solvers. So Jacob Getzels, he concluded that the quality of the problem that is found is the forerunner of the quality of the solution. And the same can be said for decision making. The key to finding the right information to make an educated decision can be found in accurately describing the problem. The second common misconception about decision-making is that you have to spend a significant amount of time agonizing over it. This was a big one for me. (laughs) I felt attacked when I read that. But it's so true because not every hard decision is an important one. And if the outcome of a decision doesn't matter in the long run, we don't need to be spending too much time on it. If the options you have for your decisions end in similar outcomes, the less relevant your actual decision becomes. So for an example, if I'm hungry and I'm trying to decide on food, if all the options available leave me feeling full, what I actually decide on eating is irrelevant. If any of the options give you the same or similar end result, whatever you choose doesn't matter. So there's no point in spending a significant amount of time on it. Now, the third misconception is rationality always wins. So you don't want to ignore your emotions when making a decision. Of course, as with everything, there needs to be a balance. So there's a time and a place for emotional decisions, and there's a time and a place for rational ones. 
But how do you determine when you should go with your gut and when you should go with the information that you received? Well, for simple decisions that have very few factors involved, use your judgment. But for complex decisions that affect your life, like, am I in love? Is he the one? Trust your gut. (laughs) Alrighty, so let's move on to general guidelines for making the best decision every time. So the first thing you want to do is remove yourself from the situation. What would you tell a friend to do if they were in this exact same situation? Usually the answer that you give them is the answer that you should go with. Second guideline is being cautious of who you ask for input. And I say this because not everyone shares the same values that you do. So when you're reaching out for help, you want to evaluate to make sure that this person has similar views and values because that's going to um, tent or taint their answer. You want to make sure that whoever you're asking for guidance, they have similar values as you. That way the answer that they give you is relevant for your life. The third guideline is Limit the available options you have. The more choices you have, the more overwhelmed you feel about making a choice. There was a study conducted that found that people who were given too many options for retirement products were less likely to invest at all, which I actually can relate to that because there's times where like, if I cannot decide if it's just too much, I just walk away. (laughs) A separate study also highlighted that those who chose one suite from a selection of five had way more pleasure in their choice than those who chose the exact same suite from a selection of 30. Think about that. (laughs) Now, the fourth guideline for making the best decision every time is to give yourself a decision deadline. If you're not sure which way you want to go when you're attempting to make a decision, what really helps speed up the process is telling yourself you only have a certain amount of time to decide. Try it. It definitely works and you'll find that you come to conclusions way sooner because that deadline is hanging over your head. It's super useful. I've tried it. I like it. It works. Another decision-making guideline that I wanted to add was the fact that if you don't make a decision, that is essentially making a decision. So if you wait too long and, you know, become inactive with it, that is essentially deciding something. Um, If you wait too long, someone else might make the decision for you. The, let me see, the fourth guideline for making the best decision every time is don't overwhelm yourself by thinking you have to make the best decision ever because everything is reversible, even tattoos. I'm in the process of getting mine removed and it's not pleasant. (laughs) But anyway, if you end up making a bad decision, guess what? You can reverse it. Some decisions take longer to reverse than others, like this tattoo. And some are expensive to reverse. Like, it's not a big deal. Whatever you decide, if you don't like it, you can change course. The biggest gem for me in my research was learning that the time you spend on a decision doesn't necessarily make it a good one. That's definitely a little nugget of information that I'm going to use for later. 
and um that's all i have for you (laughs) so if you enjoyed this episode you can support me in three different ways you can leave a five-star review on apple podcasts you can share this with a friend if you think they would find this information useful or you can just uh share it on social and you can subscribe to the podcast Now, if you're a reader like me, check out my blog. The link for that will be in the show notes. And if you want additional resources that take a deeper dive into the episodes, along with my personal tips, tricks, and recommendations, sign up for Bad Bish Alerts. That is my personal development newsletter. All right, babe. I'll talk to you later.